The following production is part of the We Be Geeks Podcast Collective. This podcast is brought to you in part by the Pop Insider. The Pop Insider has all the latest in news, merch reviews, and other geeky goodness. Whether you're a wizard, a Sith Lord, or a superhero, fuel your fandom at thepopinsider.com. Microphones and headphones provided by CAD Audio. CAD Audio, expression through innovation. Produced with podcasting gear from Tascam. Trust your audio to Tascam. Sound thinking. Forgive the interruption, but I believe this requires your attention. Meanwhile, at the above-ground underwater suborbital volcano lair... This is urgent. We need a response team. We're already putting together the best move. With all due respect, sir, so am I. I have a plan. <laughs> it's real! Mighty Marvel Geeks. That's what we call ourselves. Sort of like a team. Team? No, no, no. We're a chemical mixture that makes chaos. We're, we're a time bomb. Well then, son, you've got a condition. Your show about all things Marvel with Mike, Kylan, and Eric. What a bunch of losers. I am cruel. That I did know. These people may be isolated and unbalanced even, but I believe with the right push, it can be exactly what you need. I'm suit up. I'm bringing the party to you. I have indeed been uploaded, gentlemen, online and ready. And welcome to another issue of Mighty Marvel Geeks. It is the Intrepid Trio, Eric, Kylan, and myself, Mike. And joining us this week as well in the above ground underwater suborbital volcano lair. I had to think for a second because it's been so long since I've said it. Uh, he is the author and artist yeah. to, to the book... Jack Kirby, The Epic Life of the King of Comics, and it's Tom Scholey. How's everyone doing? Really good. Really good. So I know Eric and I have gotten preview copies of your book. Um, Eric actually did the review, which went up today on MightyMarvelGeeks.net. I have the hard copy as well. It's an interesting book. What led you to uh, this assignment of doing a history of, of the king? Jack Kirby. Well, I mean, it's it's kind of it's something I've always wanted to do. Uh, it's definitely something I've always wanted to read. I I, I always, uh, you know, when I first started learning about Jack Kirby, I wondered if if he'd done like a you know how to draw comics the Jack Kirby way, or if he'd done like an Origins of Marvel comic, like you know his version of, of those kind of things, or a, or a life story or, or, or autobiography or whatever. And uh, he didn't. Uh, and I thought like, oh, you know, if he if he did like a you know graphic novel of his life, and and of course he didn't do that either. So it was this was like kind of like wish fulfillment. It's like something I I, I would like to read and i wish existed so i you know kind of you know made it exist okay all right so go ahead you go first no (laughs) okay i'm gonna bad if i ask her a question so (laughs) i'll twirl my mustache and curse the horse you rode in on how's that all right uh well okay so how long was this project in the making um, I mean, I, I'd been sort of like really like 
actively working on it for for probably something like three years uh you know but like i said it's something that was always like in in the back of my head and and just like a lot of the preparation work was like things i'd already done you know just sort of uh learning about jack kirby and studying his life uh you know just as sort of like a fan and a, a and a professional uh you know that laid a lot of the groundwork but yeah it was like it was like three you know steady years of like really you know rolling up my sleeves and working on it so you um you you say in the preface to to this book that uh you basically a lot of what you pulled from were interviews with uh with Kirby himself was there one particular interview that you got the lion's share of the reference material or you know just just out of curiosity how many interviews did you, did you use? Uh, I mean, it's it's a it's a lot of interviews. I mean, he you know he's been interviewed uh, a, a lot over the course of his life. Uh, there there isn't really like one top interview. Uh, you know, there's there's maybe like a couple that are like sort of tied for first place, it, um, and and sort of like the you know um, his sort of narr- the Jack Kirby narration is sort of like a combination of you know things that I I read in interviews and then and then sort of you know like you know, my sort of like, you know, uh, interpretation of, of, you know, what, what happened and and kind of putting it in, in Jack's words. Um, I mean, I'm just trying to think of some of the, like, uh, you know, Ray Wyman did like a really, like a, he he did like a series of interviews, uh, for his book. Um, and then, um, uh, Greg Theakston did a series of interviews with Jack for, for like a series of books that he did. And, uh, and then Gary Groth did like an interview for, um, for the comics journal, uh, which was pretty late in Kirby's life. So, so it, what, you know, he did give sort of, you know, that sort of, you know, long view, but, but there's just, you know, there's, there's, uh, interviews from every era. And, and it is interesting because you get the different perspectives, you get kind of like, you know, what's on his mind at that moment. And, and you sort of see those things change through the years and like, what's his, you know, what project is his priority at what particular time. And and then, you know what, there was also a really good interview. I forget who did it, but it was republished in the um, Jack Kirby collector. It was a really great interview uh, with like Jack and Roz together and kind of focusing really on like their life and their romance and, 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 you know, like very, it was very like uh, intimate kind of, kind of interview um, that was like really enlightening. And, th- and then there was also um, like a, an interview that, that Roz Kirby gave, um, you know, after Jack had passed away, that was, you know, pretty insightful too. But then, yeah, there's a lot out there. And then there's like YouTube, uh, there's like videos of Jack Kirby talking about like his war experiences and things like that. So, so there's, there's a lot out there to draw from. With your book, I mean, you you go back all the way to to childhood with him. Was it hard finding source material that shared that history? Um, I mean, a, a lot of that stuff sort of uh, came from, uh, you know, interviews that he gave, you know, where he's talking about like what his parents did and what they were like and, and how he related to them. Uh, I, you know, I had to do like a little bit of, you know, detective work and things too. And then also, um, like, I guess like one detail, like Jack Kirby would always talk about how his parents were from Austria. Um, and it wasn't, you know, it wasn't really clear to me, like what, what exactly that meant. Like, you know, is it like Vienna? Like what, like, what are we talking about? And then, um, like an article that his son did a few years back at Neil Kirby, he was talking about how his, his grandparents, Jack parents were from Galicia 
which is this like um you know it was it was part of like the the uh austro-hungarian empire and it was yeah. um you know sort of geographically outside of austria but but um you know sort of like uh um like like one of those countries that sort of like goes back and forth like one of those areas that kind of like goes back yeah. and forth between different mm-hmm. you know like larger sort of like imperial power so that that was like a, a really interesting uh piece of the puzzle but it's like you know a lot of little things like that see i i can relate with that because uh my family's ancestry with my last name is prussian but the family claims that the area they're in is uh like northeastern germany um i can't remember the the actual region but they actually uh, i was talking to someone from germany with the same last name they said no it's actually the family the area that the family lived in is now actually in poland i'm like okay mm-hmm. russia went so many different directions at the time sure um, yeah. so with with this did you get a chance to interview like neil for the book or any other family members no, I mean, I just, I stuck pretty much with, you know, the record. I felt that like, you know, Jack Kirby's story was pretty much out there, you know, in, in sort of bits and pieces scattered. I, I, I kind of, you know, just, just did it uh, like using like, like, uh, you know, the existing record. I mean, the, the people I would have liked to, to speak to would have been, you know, Jack Kirby, Stanley, Roz Kirby, like those, those, those were, those were the ones I would, I would, that I think would have, uh, you know, answered some questions that I had, but, but yeah, beyond that i i you know just just sort of stuck to to what was already out there okay we're, we're trying to get kyle or eric back hydra is messing with him ah some technical difficulty yeah See, aim aim and hydra screw with us all the time so go ahead kyle all right well so you know they one of the things that they that you hear is uh, you should never meet your heroes you, you and you hear that so now, understanding that you 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 did you did this you you achieved this book by you know through a, a series of interviews or so, you no know, the, the the material were interviews. Did you was there anything that you learned about him that you didn't already know, or did it in some way change how you viewed him before? Um. I mean, you know, like I'd I'd spent so much time, you know, prior to working on this book, doing like the homework for it. Like I spent so much time studying Jack Kirby's life, you know, just out of like interest, you know, in, in his work that like whatever surprises there were, were pretty much settled. Uh, uh, I mean, uh, you know, like there's. You know, like I think when you first, you know, sort of hear about Jack Kirby and you see his work, you kind of picture somebody, you know, like, uh, you know, Thor or Captain America, you know, like that this guy's going to be like 10 feet tall or whatever. So, you know, and 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 so like those kind of things had been sort of settled, um, you know, a long, long time ago. I guess, you know, what was sort of surprising uh, in doing this was um, just that like Jack's kind of been characterized as like a guy who like had his head in the clouds and you know was not very practical was very you know focused on his his imagination and his drawings but and his stories but but you know not much else. And, and like especially business things which is you know why like you know so many sort of like you know bad you know business uh you know deals had sort of happened to him but really like looking at his his life closely like i i, I found that not to be the case that like he actually you know was like a hustler like he really 
really was, you know, trying to make the best deal for himself. And, and he, he was willing to like, you know, go here, go there and negotiate and, and advocate for himself. Maybe, maybe, you know, not as much as, as you know, he, he should have, or as much as he needed to, but he, it wasn't like, he didn't have like a laissez-faire attitude about like, he was very much, you know, lived an internal life and, and did very much, you know, focus on his work, but he also, um, you know, he, he really did, you know, tr- try to get like, you know, deals going for himself, get, get, uh, you know, interesting things going. He tried to, you know, get, you know, TV shows to happen at various points in his life. He tried to, uh, you know, get, get comic book syndication. I mean, I think largely what happened with him was he just sort of um, found, you know, sort of the options starting to disappear and found, you know, sort of places and, and ways of working that were comfortable to him that like maybe he, he stayed in too long, but, but he wasn't, uh, you know, he wasn't, he, he, he didn't just have his head in the clouds. Mm-hmm. One of the things that I found interesting with your book, uh, which I've got right here, um, the way you drew Jack is almost consistent from when he was young all the way through to the end of his life. Um, what led you to keeping the basic style of Jack where he, even as a kid, he almost looks like older Jack, just very young. Was it just to create the, a basic template to so we could see, see the figure grow? I mean, I, I really like I, I created sort of like a cartoon version of, you know, Jack Kirby's appearance. And it was really it was really to like pull focus so that you're like you're just like pulled like right into his life, right into his his persona. You know, you sort of see the story through his eyes. It's I mean, it's it's a technique. It's like a specific uh, technique, comics technique. Um, uh, Scott McCloud calls it masking. It's, it's where you create like a really simplified, really cartoony uh, main character uh, so that the the, the reader will just like fully like identify with that character like there'll be no question about like you know whose story this is and and i just it's it's something that i kind of played like as i was working on on it i played with different you know ways of depicting kirby and then sort of went back and like realized like this this was the way to go like it just it just read really i I really like the way it read with with this sort of almost like symbolic kirby was it hard to not go kirby-esque with the art for the book I mean, that was a thought that was I mean, that was something I'd considered that sort of I mean, that that's kind of the obvious like way to go. It's like, oh, it's Kirby's story. Do it in a, in a slam bang, you know, Jack Kirby style. But it, you know, it, it um, I mean, I, I wanted to have that contrast between, uh, you know, the world Kirby lives in and then the world he draws. Um, like one of, uh, one of the big things with Jack Kirby is his his work doesn't really look like the planet we live on. Like he kind of created like his own universe. And so if I did a comic where he's like sort of walking through a universe that looks exactly like what he's what he's drawing, like I like I it, it, it his work wouldn't. It, it wouldn't stand out. It wouldn't have that impact. So I thought I'll just, I'll, I'll you know, just make the, the draw the the world he lives in as directly as possible. And then when we're you know seeing those close ups of like his pencil hitting the paper, then we're in you know we're in Oz. You know, we're in a, we're in a whole other world. The other thing I caught too is um, the look of the pages um, having almost that, even though it's not the half toning, but the, the pages have that old pulp paper feel to them uh what was the decision behind going with that look or texture type vibe with the page yeah i mean i i've like i've worked in like a number of sort of you know like styles like like you know ways of coloring work ways of depicting work and i just i found that like um the like like an old comic has like a richness 
and and a texture to it uh, and like a depth that um, like in my opinion hasn't been approved, improved upon like as much as as like technology and 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 coloring in comics has has evolved like that it just it, to me there's there's something that that has that 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 um, you know the, the absence is missing and and so like right. you said I, I I don't duplicate the half tones like the half tone dots and things are, are interesting and they are an interesting effect but they're not like to me they're not like the essential kind of thing I'm looking for like um, uh, that that sort of like yellowing of the paper and, and the way like sort of the black lines aren't aren't quite black they're, yeah. they're sort of like faded it just it looks to me more like um like a classical painting or something and it's kind of like uh when i was a kid they they like redid the uh sistine chapel ceiling right and they they, they like cleaned it up they, they scrubbed off this like layer of grime that was on it and and they were sort of like saying like look look how bright and beautiful and and colorful uh you know these images are without that like that level of grime that's accumulated and now we're finally seeing them you know the way they were meant to be seen the way and it and it's they they just they, they look terrible like they, they had no depth they had no mood they were they mm. you know it was it was a whole other thing thing like i think they 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 maybe scrubbed a little too hard or something but uh you know it's it's kind of like like that's what I, I was looking for like sort of a, a richness um like a unified uh um aesthetic and, and so it, it like like to me this this is it like yeah like i'm always looking for like what you know what's the best way to show things what what could really work but i i, I still haven't found something better better than this like like um you know hope hopefully i'll uh, you know I'll figure out some other some new you know you know you know i don't know filter or whatever to put on things to really you know send it in, into into another realm but like this is this is really the, the the best i've seen like i i you know like i i did a lot of like comparisons and stuff like okay if you color it this way color it that way and and this 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 for me is the way to go i was just showing while you were talking i was showing kylan uh some you know an, an interior shot of the book so he could see what we we're talking about uh and I didn't realize the the page I, I turned to is when Kirby was in the war and stumbled upon the first concentrate one of the first concentration camps. Yeah, you know, um, we were just talking about like things that surprised me. Like, like I I knew that story. You know, I'd I'd heard you know Kirby tell that story, but then you know like going back and like having to draw it and having to like really uh, you know absorb myself in that moment, I realized like oh yeah, like Kirby uh, liberated a concentration camp because when he when he tells that story, he tells it, um, you know, kind of like matter of factly and kind of, uh, you know, he's like, he's like weaving a tail and, and kind of like you're pulled into like the little details, but, but there's no, there's no like self aggrandizing. There's no, it's not like, Hey, here's, you know, like I did a really great thing in my life and here was what it is. Like, he's just sort of you know, telling you this, this, thing, and, and it, and it really like, it really sunk in like, Oh my God, you know, like, like, is, is this, is, is he saying what I think he's saying? Like it, it's, uh, you know, it, it, it really like, you know, you know, knock me off my feet when I, you know, when it kind of clicked like that. I could only imagine what it was like through Kirby's eyes to being Jewish himself to walk into a camp mm-hmm. and, and see and see people of his own faith, uh, and I'll say people of, of our faith because I'm Jewish as well. Uh, in this atrocity. Well, yeah, I mean, he, you know, it, it's. Wow. Yeah, he he like when he tells that story, he said like the 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 guy who who sort of brought him there. Um, it was you know somebody who who was a prisoner there. 
uh, you know, you know, and, and said to him, are you Jewish? Uh, and, and, you know, Kirby said, yes. And they, he, you know, brought him and showed him, he said like, you know, like the two of them just cried. They just, they just, you know, you know, like when, uh, you know, when the sort of like, you know, when they were sort of in that moment, they, they just, they just cried. And, and yeah, it's really, um, you know, just, just overwhelming. Yeah. I imagine. I, I couldn't, um, I, you know, and I think back to because my, my only frame of reference is when I was in high school um, in one of my history classes looking at watching the films from the American Expeditionary Forces, you know, clearing those out. And that, and I, so being like I was what, maybe 16, 17 years old seeing that. And even now, it's still stuck with me. And I, I, I just reading well, that or watching, just imagine what it was like for somebody who actually saw that. Mm-hmm. You know, and, and who's to say we didn't see Jack in in some of those films too? Yeah, hey, hey, you know what? Now I it makes me wonder, and I you know, and it, it sucks because I would love to ask him how much of Sergeant Fury and the Howling Commandos influence was was influenced by not just his military experience but you know some 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 of the stuff he saw you know it's just you know that's just and it kind of it, it takes a character it takes somebody who is so much larger than life and humanizes them you know but then makes them even larger <laughs> than life again so yeah his his uh like whenever he would uh do like a story about World War Two. Like he, he did a range of stories about World War Two, but yeah, you could tell that that there's there's like details in there. There's things in there that like you would only get from you know from from being there. And and yeah, Sergeant Fury is kind of like the the, the two main ones are sort of the, the comics that he did uh, for the losers. And then Sergeant Fury. And so Sergeant Fury is kind of like, it's like a little bit like wish fulfillment and, and, um, it, you know, adventure and sort of like hyping it up, but it's still, there's like, a, there's a lot of grit in there. And and then the losers, uh, is kind of like, you know, as the title would suggest, it's, it's a lot more sort of like punch in the gut, downbeat, you know, sad ending, you know, uh, irony, like, uh, but yeah, yeah, you, you, you read a, enough of his like war comics, you start to kind of, kind of put things together about like, you know, exactly what he saw over there. What was one of the most interesting stories or facts that you discovered uh, about any of the Kirby characters that he created that you didn't know? Um, yeah, I mean, it, I mean, this, I mean, this is kind of like like an older, like more famous one, but but uh, I mean, you know, um, he would talk about how you know, like he was like one of you know, like like however many guys like were in his his like um, training uh, unit or whatever, like they went over, and he said like only four of us came back and stuff. And you think about like the Fantastic Four and the number four, and like the um, Challengers, the Unknown, you know how it's like you know this plane crash and and like and these four guys like you know survived the plane crash. You just think about like the number four, like how it figures into his work. And it's like, okay, like, you know, that's really, you know, that, that really, uh, you know, it, it resonates with that. And, and, and then, um, I think of like, uh, you know, Captain America being like frozen in ice, uh, you know, and, and then it's World War Two. he's frozen in ice and then, and then he sort of, you know, comes back home and like Jack Kirby, you know, he, uh, you know, it was, it was the winter, it was ice, his, his, uh, you know, feet started to freeze, they like turned purple and stuff. And then he like wakes up in a hospital, you know, like, uh, and, and he's out of the war now, like, like, you know, so, so there's, there's all these like little, little things that, 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 that resonate. And, and it's like, okay, wow. You know, uh, he was telling us so much more than he, than he realized in, in his comics. Um, so 
right. So now you're did you? Yeah, I know you. Usually, as a writer, you, you end up with this a ton of material. So did you man? Did you get to tell your the whole story that you wanted to tell, or is there more to yeah, tell? I mean, yeah, I mean, since since it's like you know his real life. Uh, I mean, I, like I, I feel like I, I I hit all the major beats. And, and told sort of like, you know, the through line, the, the, the main story. But I mean, you know, he lived like a very full life and he was and it, it just creatively, he was incredibly prolific. So it's like, I mean, you know, I, I feel like you could do like a thousand page book about Kirby, a two thousand page. I mean, I, I like I did this as sort of a graphic novel, you know, like, uh, you know, like a finite, you know, contained thing. But but I, I could easily see, you know, having done this as like a comic book and have it come out every month and like, you know, maybe take like, you know, 10 years or 20 years or whatever, you know, like there's a lot there. So, um, yeah, there, there's um, there's there's like an endless amount of cutting room floor stuff. And and that was that was kind of the challenge, like figuring out like, OK, what what's essential and what's not essential? Because like, you know, you know, we're we're, you know, geeks, we're nerds about this stuff. And it's like there's so much like minutia that is like really important to me but like maybe not so much to you know like like the general public or or you know like like a readership so you know figuring out what's you know what to keep and 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 uh what to to throw out was you know that was that was a big part of this going alternate way old school to bring eric back because hydra is really messing with him tonight (laughs) sorry for the dial tone (laughs) oh wow yeah that is old 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 school I thought you were going to say he showed up at your house. No. That, <laughs> That's a bit of a drop. If he showed up that quick, I would be surprised. <laughs> By boom tooth. Your call has been forwarded to an automatic voice message system. Well, two zero five six zero two four six two seven. Well, there we go. Okay. Oh, man. I, I will. Get him again. Well, I, you know, uh... I so I'm a huge Shield fan. Okay, like mm-hmm. I, I I just love I don't know like you know I'm one of those people I love spy stuff. I mean yeah. the real stuff, the fun stuff, love it all. And so a few years ago, you know they started releasing some of the older Shield stuff. Yeah. So I started off reading the Shield by Steranko, and all of a sudden I found out that they released Shield by Lee and Kirby. So I I, I kind of stopped reading Steranko because mm-hmm. I wanted to go. I'm I'm, I'm that nerd. I want to you know kind of get the progression. And you know it was interesting how now and I love I, I love Steranko's take. Not taking anything away from it, but I was surprised at how real world gritty the Lee and Kirby Shield stuff was. But I and I, I maybe I shouldn't have been because you know I I had read some Sergeant Fury, but I, I think because I in my head I'm thinking you know 60s spy comic you know is probably more in the vein of Bond uh, Man from Uncle, but I was really surprised. It, it was uh it it was it, and it was interesting to. Especially as you talked about his war experience, it almost it opened up for me. Oh, that that makes more sense now, you know, because if he's writing from or and he's creating from that well of knowledge and experience, um, and it makes me when I go back and read that again, I'm I'm look I'm looking at it 
uh, with a different um, set of eyes now. Yeah, he like Kirby. Uh, I mean, he identified with a lot of his characters, but like he really identified with Nick Fury. Uh, you know, like the War Years, and then um, and and then uh, uh, the Shield stuff. It was kind of like, okay, I was the guy who fought in World War Two, and now you know I'm you know middle aged. Here I am now, and and um, you know he really and a lot of the you know relationships you know Nick Fury had were were sort of um, you know close to like relationships like Jack Kirby had. And there was even, um, you know, like when he brought Sergeant Fury into like the modern day into the 60s, at, you know, with S.H.I.E.L.D. and Nick Fury, he started drawing him with that iPad. And mm-hmm. uh, you know, Kirby said that he like started losing the, the eyesight in that same eye, like like after that. And he got this like kind of like really weird feeling of like, you know, did I did I cause that to happen? I, I've sort of created this like avatar of myself and then and then you know took away his his sight and now my sight's going you know this the kind of the kind of weird stuff that that sort of happens when you you spend a lot of time you know in right. your own head your own right head. yeah that like the, the his shield stuff it, it is really interesting when you read it because yeah the stranko stuff's you know um i guess like a lot more famous and 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 like yeah i i love it too but um, I mean, the the Jack Kirby Stan Lee stuff, like they they set the template, like they really created like all the major elements, like um, mm-hmm. the the uh, the the levitating cars, the life model decoys, the uh, the um, I forget the name of it, but that's the sort of like psychic warfare that they do, and all all the disguises yes, and the yes. gadgets, like yeah, 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 they had the whole the whole division that was all. Which and, and it was funny because they kind of had gone away for a bit, and then I was surprised that they had that as well. And I was like, oh, okay. And um, and the way well when they there there was one, and I believe it had I believe it was during the the Kirby uh, Lee run where they brought in uh, Reed Richards, and yeah. you find out that Reed and um and uh. Nick Fury had served together, I think, during Korea. And I, it, might, or it may have been late World War II with Korea, and I guess because uh, um, um, Reed was like a science guy. He, he was one of the science guys. But now I was just kind of like, that was an interesting take because all of a sudden I had a different, a different uh, I'm looking at um, Reed Richards through a different lens now because I only knew Reed Richards as the scientist who, you know, he, you know, he and um, Ben and Sue and uh, Johnny are in the rocket ship and then they're, you know, the gamma rays. I didn't, or yeah, cosmic rays. I didn't know that there was this whole, and and they kind of end up doing away with it, I guess, because they don't really reference it anymore. But I, it was interesting that oh man, well he and Nick Fury served together. I'm like, mm-hmm. what the heck was Nick doing, or what the heck was Reed doing that Nick helped him with? <laughs> I want that story now. Well, yeah, there is, um, there is uh, one of the Sergeant Fury and the Howling Commando stories has Reed Richards in it. So it's like you think about that the Marvel Universe concept and like. Kirby is like, you know, it goes through space and time, you know, like people are having crossovers, you know, uh, you know, 20 years, 20 years apart. I mean, that's that's kind of the beauty of having like, you know, uh, you know, two or three people, you know, overseeing this whole universe. Yes. Huh. Let's see. I, 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 do you know where that it was that fairly early or it's later? Pretty early. Like it's maybe like I, I, it's maybe like issue three or something, but it, it's, okay. it's pretty, pretty early in the run. Uh, yeah. Like, like the, the, the Sergeant Fury stuff, it's, it's like, 
I mean, it's like so essential, but it was like, you know, it kind of took forever for them to, to reprint it, uh, you know, in sort of like, a, you know, it's it's probably like the last masterwork, you know, like, like it, you know, it, it's pretty late. Yeah, I, I lucked out and I got... When when they when they did the essential collection for Sergeant Fury, because I was like, oh my god, okay, because you know when you walk into the comic shop, it's kind of hard to find that stuff. You know? Yeah, so any they, kind of war comic is is pretty hard to track down. And and to me, it's like, okay, well, we got to make an exception for Sergeant Fury because it's it's really you know it's 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 a it's a Marvel comic, you know, it's a superhero comic essentially. Yeah. Right. Okay. It's a, well, man that. I, that's gonna be a fun. Uh, I think that's gonna be a fun read. Now, I, I, maybe I move that up. Uh, move that up on my uh, TBR list. Nick. Yeah, like I when I when I did Fantastic Four Grand Design, it's like okay, you know, uh, when they originally conceived of, of Fantastic Four and stuff, Reed was a World War II vet, and of course, like you said, like Korean War, like they have to do that sliding time scale. But like to mm-hmm. me, it's like hey, it's something people don't think about a lot. But like Reed is a vet, you know. Reed, you know, has has that aspect to himself. He does have kind of like a you know. Punisher or or whatever you know like thing that he can, can tap into like like within himself and and you just think about Kirby's generation it's like every guy he knew like everybody in his in his like age range all had you know some version of, of like you know an experience you know they they all served you know some form or another it it was you know just really ubiquitous man it's, and I I it would be nice to kind of see see some see them kind of tweak uh or or or, or still I'll include that piece of of um Reed because he okay yeah he's definitely the smartest guy in, you know for the most part you know unless he's in there with Stephen Strange Tony Stark but you know he's up there it, you know the thing is, like you said, that that piece, that that veteran piece, um, it would explain why he's he has no problem get physical. I mean, it's not that oh I can stretch, you know, and that sort of thing, you know, because I don't know. That's kind of that 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 would be an interesting piece to add or or to bring back to him, you know, or yeah, huh? Okay, cool. Eric, you're still there, yes? Yes, I am. Hey. Right. hey. hey we had to go old school <laughs> to get Eric back. Yeah. Uh, yeah, yeah, you don't well, you don't want to see the length of the string between the two tin cans that uh, that Mike's run between us. <laughs> well, you sound good. If if Hyber wasn't messing with you tonight. Yeah, for real, because I was I was sitting here yeah, we use Skype for for our re- uh, recordings, and I'm sitting there listening to Tom uh, talk, and all of a sudden everybody freezes. Mm-hmm. Oh man! Then I get the you know your know, connection lost, and and every time I've tried, it's just been um, connection is too weak. So you know, darn you, Hydra. Yeah. Um, so I'm, I, I apologize in advance if you have answered this question already. Sure. But uh, going back to the Jack Kirby book for for just a moment, um, what about, you know, as, as you researched his life story, are there anything, are there any items that stand out in your mind as as a surprise? As in, you you were shocked to learn about him. Yeah, I mean, we we did, uh, yeah, we did cover this ground. Uh, okay. While you were out, yeah. So and and okay. uh, you know, uh, Mike, if you would be so kind as to edit this this part <laughs> out, I would appreciate it. <laughs> I mean, it's a good question, and and uh, we got a lot of good good stuff out of out of it. Uh, I'm sorry. 
You did it, didn't you, Kylan? I did, man. I'm sorry. Oh, okay. All right, then. Um, if we can kind of pull off of Marvel for just a second, um, mm-hmm. but we still stay within the Jack Kirby influence. Freedom Force. I, I got the game when it came out, uh, mainly because it looked like it was drawn by, by Kirby. And you, of course, did the the uh, limited run series for Image. Yeah. Uh, how did you come about that? Um, yeah, I mean, uh, yeah, like like you, I sort of, like, I knew about the game, and I was like, wow, that's really cool. It's like a, you know, Kirby style, and then, um, you know, like, I, I, you know, played it and, and you know, seen some of the, uh, you know, like, like the, the cut scenes are really good because they're done in, in the, that style of those old Marvel oh, yeah. art where, like, you know, nothing moves except their mouths and, you know, like that, that kind of uh, animation. Um, but, yeah, it, it just it just kind of um, fell in my lap. Like, they um, they came to Image with, with that pitch and they said, you know, do this thing. And I think they were they were trying to get Keith Giffen uh, to do the art because he does like a phenomenal, you know, Jack Kirby uh, uh, imitation. And um, and, you know, he wasn't available, you know, for, for whatever reason. Um, and, uh, you know, Eric Larson, I assume it was like Eric Larson or Eric Stevenson was like, OK, well, we got this other guy who, you know, does a Jack Kirby. And, and so they, you know, uh, got in touch with me. And so it, and so it went went from there. So it was it was just kind of. Uh, you know, just and and uh, prior to that, I'd been working on uh, Godland with Joe Casey, and like that hadn't come out yet. We were still working on that, but um, then then I got the Freedom Force assignment, so I was working on both of them simultaneously. And then Freedom Force ended up coming out first, but um, you know, I started work on Godland before that. Okay, go ahead, Eric. Sound like you have something else? Um, uh, I'm no, afraid he's not no. there. <laughs> no, I'm still here. Oh, you're still okay. <laughs> I, I'm I'm still here, but I'm I'm listening. You know, I, I try to do that on occasion. <laughs> um, what was, what was your biggest takeaway from all the research um, about Kirby that that you were happy to share with with readers? Um, I mean, uh, just you know, the, the 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 sort of like infinite potential of the human imagination, like just you know, uh, this this. Uh, you know, all this time just like spent at a drawing board by himself and just like these universes would, would pour out. And, and it, and it's, it's kind of inspiring. Like I know a lot of people look at Jack Kirby as an inspiration, um, but it is like, you, you see almost how the more you work that muscle, the, the, the stronger it gets. And, 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 and it, it, it like just flows e- easier. Like, like um, he, it, 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 he got to a point in his life where it was like easier to create something than, than not to create something he like almost like you know couldn't couldn't turn that switch off so just um yeah just the the um the 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 like just the scope of what he created like i i felt like with this book for all the different you know things i explore and all the different things i do just the very fact of like listing all these creations in order that alone is just like a huge you know like a huge inspiration and like a huge service like 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 if that's all like if that's all you did was like made a book where it's like this and then this and then it's it's astonishing like it's it it, it's really you know mind-blowing just just that aspect of his life uh and and i'm sure like you know however you know familiar somebody is with jack kirby there's there's got to be like a couple things in there where it's like oh i didn't i didn't know he did that you know okay 
Yeah, I didn't know that he worked on Thundar the Barbarian. Yeah, and that was that was like my first connection to Jack Kirby. That was the first you know Kirby uh, product that I that I was into. Like I was a little kid when that came out, and that that cartoon blew my mind. And then when it went away, you know, it was like, oh man, where'd that go? You know, that it was it just like it had just a cool visual, and it, and it really did have like so much of that Kirby style, like as much as you could put into Saturday Morning back then. And it wow. really stuck with me. So then when I learned like you know more about comics and and th- you know it's like I, I recognize that that style something about like the like uh an eye like eyes with like huge like sort of dark you know kind of shading right. around them that like yeah. shot mm-hmm. up it's like oh okay wow no wonder i'd love this yeah so. i mean looking <laughs> yeah. back looking back it's kind of like you just want to face palm and go well nah, it's pretty obvious now but right. <clears throat> but I, I would watch that show religiously as a kid and it, it wasn't until I saw it in your book that it's kind of like, oh, well, I guess that's why. Yeah, yeah, it's that that was one of the uh, most fun pages to do of the book because it was kind of like you know people have all their different ways they they encountered Kirby but that was like my era so there's like a page where it's like Thunder the Barbarian Turbo Teen the Mr. T cartoon like that was my era <laughs> that was my introduction yes. Yep. yes I didn't know his name I didn't know like who it was but that was you know that was my first taste of like uh, you know his his imagination and his, his style wow wow yeah, exactly. that just blew my. I, I'm I'm just sitting here like I I you know and I, and I was and I was one of those I was reading comics at that time, but I wasn't like I didn't glom on to. Oh, I like this artist and this writer. I just knew I liked what I liked. And I knew I loved those shows, and it all makes sense now. <laughs> Wow. I mean, Kirby was more than just a comic book artist and, and writer. He was also a cartoonist and animator. Yeah, he kind of, he like started in animation and then kind of like ended in animation. That was sort of, that was like a really nice, um, it was almost like a retirement uh, plan yeah. for, you know, he, he got to, you know, get those sort of like Hollywood rates and he got, uh, you know, health insurance and benefits and, and, and stuff, you know, right, right at, right at the very end of his career. Yeah. And the health insurance came in very, very handy. Um, yeah. I, Considering it's pretty much saved his life. Yeah. 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 Imagine, you know. After doing this project, what has ended up being your favorite character or group of characters that Kirby created? Doesn't matter if it's DC, Marvel, cartoons, whatever. Yeah, I mean, I just like I I I have like a soft spot for his DC work in the seventies. Like I I I love the New Gods, uh, you know, Orion, Mister Miracle, the Forever People. Like I love those comics. Um, you know, the 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 Marvel stuff that he did previous to that is 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 great too. But it's like the, those ones, the, the the DC stuff just really hits a, a spot from that like like nothing else does. Uh-huh. Mm-hmm. Eric, you mentioned something about uh, Tom discussing Marvel and DC and the relationships. Oh yeah, um, yeah. There there wasn't a lot of sugarcoating in in Tom how you um, how you express uh, Jack's relationship with both of those companies and specific individuals with therein. Uh, 
Have you gotten any kind of uh, pushback uh, from any of those involved? Uh, no, I, I, um, I mean, again, like this was a long time ago, and those are like you know old regimes at these companies, and um, you know, in the intervening years, a lot has been done to sort of mend fences, and even like within the book, you know, uh, DC, Jeanette Kahn at DC, like when when she takes over there, she you know approaches Kirby. And, you know, tries to make right and, and, and you know, goes her long way, like, like gives him what, what I think is, you know, like a really, you know, good deal. And, and, and you know, like they, they wanted to sort of make up for like past transgressions. And then and then with Marvel, it took a lot later. It, it you know, took decades. It, you know, it wasn't until relatively recently that uh, Marvel and, and, and the Kirby family came to terms uh, with each other and, and were able to find like a, like something that, that, you know, worked for both of them. Um but no, I mean, uh, you know, I, I haven't heard anything from anybody at DC. Um, and I, I think DC comes across, of, of the two companies, comes across better in the book just because of that, just for that fact that, that they made that deal with Kirby uh, in the early 80s about sort of cutting right. in on like some royalties for like the New Gods characters and, and things as they were making, uh, you know, like dark side action figures and stuff uh, for the superpowers. Um, but I, I have, I mean, I have heard from Marvel and, and you know, everything I've heard from them has been good too. Because again, like, like the they're all comments too. They're all into this stuff too. Like that, they're all aware of of uh, you know what happened with Jack Kirby and and like they all know and, and they're not you know and and none of them you know are you know personally responsible for it or you know and and you know a lot of and a lot of the people there are you know maybe they're you know um, you know uh, editorial or executives or whatever, but they're also creatives too. So that like I think I think they can relate to Jack Kirby's story too as. As, as a creative, like, like, I, I think people know the score, you know, it's not, it's, it's not, not the eighties, it's not the seventies, not the sixties right. anymore. Like, like, you know, people have, I, I think people in general are, are a lot better educated about history and about, uh, you know, you know, past injustices and, and, you know, and, and where we are today. Have you gotten any feedback from Neil Adams about your book since he was one who championed for Kirby to get, um, to get royalties and, and no get, i haven't heard get, from neil adams i mean he like neil adams really is like in the story of comics like uh creator rights and and advocating for the for the creators uh he really is like a hero like you no know, just you know instrumental with with siegel and schuster and and i you know uh so yeah i yeah no i haven't heard from him directly but like i mean i uh, you know if i i you know my hat's off to him like i you know i think the world of, of like of, of what he did um but no i i haven't yeah i haven't heard from him that, that would be interesting that hadn't occurred to me but yeah that would be interesting I, sh I should maybe try to get him a copy i've been i've been sort of sending out you know when i can think of it sort of sending out copies like oh this person might might like to check this out this person but um i ha i hadn't sent one out to him but i'll, I'll definitely look into that okay yeah I, I i'd be curious to see what he thinks um yeah i mean uh, i'm also kind of uh you know i mean not not about neil specifically but it is kind of like you know this is a real story with real people in it so it is kind of uh it's a little bit uh intimidating uh you know uh of you know how somebody might react to to seeing you know themselves portrayed <laughs> right in, mm -hmm. Speaking of betraying, um, one thing I noticed in in the book was that Kirby seemed to be the only one who was not drawn in a realistic style. As a matter of fact, the only time that I can recall, well, that adult Kirby. Now, uh, when he was a boy, he was he was rendered pretty realistically, but the adult Kirby realistically only shows up 
uh, in one panel, and even then, it's a reflection in the mirror. Um, what was what was the uh, the driving force behind that decision? I mean, yeah, like that's another thing that we had talked about before. But like that thing you bring up of of like the reflection in the mirror, like that, like that was like for me was like kind of a fun moment of like, okay, I have this stylized Jack Kirby, this sort of you know cartoon drawing version of Jack Kirby, uh, uh, you know, largely to like just you know get the reader into into the character and kind of identify character. But then to have a moment where he's looking in the mirror and he sees you know like the, the the old man staring back at him which i think uh you know uh all of us could maybe you know relate to and some you know where it's like there's just like a day where you kind of like look in the mirror and you're like oh that's what i look like you know that's you, you almost like you see your dad or something it's like hey what, what's my dad doing in the mirror and it's like oh wait that's me <laughs> it was just kind of like like for me in the story it was just kind of a nice little kind of like breather moment of like you know sort of taking stock for a moment and like and like, oh, wow, you know, uh, you know, for, for Kirby to just kind of be like, wow, I've come a long way. Like, like, uh, you yeah. know, there's a lot of mileage here. Yeah. Um, trying to think, do we have anything else, guys? So we've covered a lot. <laughs> and I, I will say definitely go check out this book. Um, it, it's put the publisher is 10 speed press. Uh, book runs about 29 bucks U.S., uh, like about thirty nine bucks Canadian. So, uh, you can find it where on Amazon and almost any any bookstore, right? Yeah, it's in it's in bookstores, comic book shops. You know, any uh, you know, it's pretty wide release. You can you know get it pretty much anywhere you get you get comics or graphic novels. Uh, I will definitely say, and I'm sure Eric will agree with me. Uh, if you've ever been interested in Jack Kirby and his life, I would add this book into a must have. Um, because it, that you definitely go into some areas that have not been discussed before with Kirby. And, and I definitely learned some new things about Jack, uh, from this book. And, yeah. I feel like I could call him Jack now. <laughs> right. And you know, that was, I mean, for me, that was part of it. Like, you know, I, I sort of hear these stories about people who would just out of nowhere show up at Jack's house, you know, fans knock on the door, you know, Roz would, you know, tell them to come in and then she'd make sandwiches and Jack would like regale them with with stories and stuff and like you know i kind of i kind of wanted to like kind of give you that experience and and, and kind of like for myself too to kind of uh you know imagine that experience of like okay i'm, I'm just sitting there you know hanging out at jack's house and he's he's you know spinning yarns and, and you know telling me about about the, the good old days yeah yeah, yeah. And, and apparently you know a, a jack kirby story is it's almost like a badge of honor for these older uh, comic book artists and writers. Um, I mentioned in my review of uh, of the book, uh, the closest I ever got to meeting him or or having a quote unquote Kirby story was uh, getting to share a booth and a cab ride with uh, Rich Buckler Senior. Okay. And this was uh, this this was like within a month after Kirby passed away. Okay. So, so that that weekend, he was telling me his Kirby stories, and I'm just kind of like, man, this is awesome because it, it, you know, a starry-eyed young comic book artist just is it's kind of like, man, he is sharing this stuff with me, and it's kind of like you're cloud nine. Oh, sure. I don't yeah. think my feet, I don't think my feet touched the ground, but now, now I feel like I've got a Jack Kirby story. Mm-hmm. Oh, that's awesome. Yeah, I mean, yeah. I, I eat stuff up too. Like, like if I if I I'm, if I'm talking to somebody and they met jack or whatever like i want to hear every detail you know mm-hmm. I, i'm curious like Frick. was when rich buckler met him was that did he meet him 
as a professional or did he meet him like as a kid, as a fan? Like what? I want to say that it was more on a professional level. Um, Unfortunately, that being like, you know, you know, 20 years ago, 20, almost 30 years ago now. Yeah. um, I I forget the details, Mm -hmm. but these were these were more professional stories. Yeah, because I just wonder, um, like, because like Buckler got such a hard time from like the comics fandom and comics press about him being sort of like a Jack Kirby ripoff or something, which, which I think is un, unwarranted and unjust. Like I, I, I think, I think Rick, Rich Buckler, you know, is, is, you know, like a tremendous talent and stuff. So I'm just curious, like what Kirby's perspective was. Cause it kind of, I get the impression just, just from him having stories like that, that like, you know, Kirby, you know, was cool with him. Like Kirby, you know, there, there wasn't yeah, any, yeah. You know, Kirby didn't feel there that was, way. There was no Kirby was a jerk kind of right, sure, undertone yeah. to, to all of that. Yeah, that's so what I, mean, that, I would that's say he was good pretty to cool. Because I like I, I yeah. mm-hmm. no, that's awesome. Island, any other questions for you? From you? No, I just I just know I gotta go to I just gotta go to Amazon and buy a book now. So you know that <laughs> yeah. it's a good book. I don't know if you picked up on that yet. Yeah. I'm like, I, I kind of got a clue, kind of, sort of. Yeah, yeah. I'd recommend it. Yeah, I, I, like I said, I, I recommend it as well. It, it's something if you're a a Kirby enthusiast, you, you want this book uh, for sure. And even if you're not a a true Kirby enthusiast, this is still a very um, insightful glimpse into how the industry was. I mean, you you see these these figures now, like Jim Lee and and Liefeld and and all the others that uh, that are pretty much rock stars in their own right. And you take a look at how it was for the guys just starting out, like Siegel, you know, Siegel and Schuster and and Jack and and all these other guys. And it almost feels like an alien planet or some kind of alternate time stream. And it, it's not until you read that until you realize just how much things have changed. And I would say for the most part, for the better. Yeah, yeah I mean, we like we're we're all, uh, I assume, old enough to kind of remember, you know, there was a time like, you know, you know, comics were maybe a little bit round upon or what, you know, like like um, but like in in Kirby's era, it was like a st- comics were like a step above pornography. You know, it was like really uh really disreputable and and now like we live in like a comics utopia you know like comics are you know like the gold standard you know they're they're you know like uh you know graphic novels and 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 then and then just like cinema and stuff like they they all worship at at the altar of comics and you know and it's like uh you know like if like if you've you've seen you know infinity war or something or whatever like you know most of the characters in there jack kirby had his hands on you know jack kirby either created or co-created or whatever you know so it's like you know you know that he's the guy you know you you gotta like you, you know, maybe maybe, you know, about, you know, Stan Lee or something. But but like, you, you know, you got you got to learn about about other half of, of that equation. Yeah, yeah. it kind of makes you wonder as you're sitting there watching Infinity War and Endgame and, and all these other MCU movies, what Kirby would say or think watching these movies now. Yeah. I, um, Jack's son, Neil, uh, Neil Kirby said, like, you know. In, in his opinion, like, yeah, his father would be, would be like, you know, blown away. Like it would just, it would just be like the greatest thing for him. 
and that and that um and he said that like his father envisioned this day like his father like real like he would talk about this stuff and, and say like no they're gonna make there's one day they're gonna make movies out of this stuff it's gonna you know like he really saw and and he saw his comics as like a like a storyboard or like a like a roadmap for us he was thinking you know big screen you know with with his yeah. work and then you look at the movie Thor Ragnarok, which drew upon Kirby's design sense so heavily. Yeah, I mean, we're, yeah, we're getting closer and closer to sort of like you know the, the Kirby convergence or like peak Kirby or like you know if if uh, you know things you know ever you know resolve them you know like the the, the COVID nineteen or whatever like you know if we get to a point where there's like movies again uh, you know. And, and like the new gods or, or the Eternals or whatever, like when those movies start coming out. I mean, it's it's going to be you know it's going to be a whole other ballgame of like like that's going to be like the pure Kirby stuff, like solo. You know, imagine yeah. that, like a solo Kirby uh, movie. Like, did you ever think you'd see the day? That's true. I, I, I I'm glad we are getting it. Yeah. <laughs> It's it's one of those things that uh is it, it, it's it's awesome to see that you know we 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 do live in a time now it's like you said where you know Stephen King's works are you know that Marvel is now you know the, those they 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 now get a a Marvel series I mean like the stand took like what three four years to do and they did the whole book. You know, or or, you know, and they they still do uh, they still do illustrated classics. You know, I mean, that that stuff would have been unheard of. No, like what the late 50s, early 60s. You know, it it, it is an amazing time. We live in it all because of the work of no guys like uh, Kirby and Stan Lee and and all the, the what we call the greats now, you know. Very much so. Where can people find you online, Tom? Um, I'm I'm on uh, Twitter at Tom Sholey, and I'm on Instagram at, at Tom underscore Sholey. And I usually, you know, like I'll I'll post like you know whatever I'm working on. Like right now, I'm just kind of experimenting with different you know kind of comics and 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 things. And I'll just you know put stuff up at, as I'm working on it. Okay, uh, guys, any final thoughts or final questions for Tom? Mm, no, I've thought it out. I'm here. I will say thank you, Tom, for joining us. Uh, it, it's definitely, uh, again, I, I, I'm going to be in a loop. Get the book, Jack Kirby, The Epic Life of the King of Comics by Tom Choley, uh, wherever you get books. And because this is a great read. I, I really love how it's got the old pulp look to it. Um, as I was going to say earlier, when I first opened up the book and, and got to the to the first page, I'm like, wait the paper doesn't feel right and, and it's awesome so i i really um i really dig that um so uh and i and i really love your your art in this as well uh and i love how all the the narration is in the yellow like in the old right. days as well mm-hmm. so um thank you again for joining us uh it was definitely our honor having you on um and please keep in touch We'd love to know if, if you end up doing any other marvel greats We'd love to have you back on to cover it yeah for sure so, um and on that note uh since you guys said there was nothing else then uh thursday if you would please all wrapped up here sir will there be anything else nope just time to go dark <laughs> Thank you.
thing Fury's hiding something? He's a spy. Captain, he's the spy. His secrets have secrets. 